0: You can't prevent everything.
1: The Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. 60 minutes of audio on the internet. Now, to kick things off, here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, Accordion Joe.
2: From the bowels of
3: NWCZ studio in beautiful Tacoma, Washington, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. Here he is, the head cheese meister of the World Wide Web.
4: It's Goodman.
5: Greetings. I am Spud Goodman, and with me is my longtime co-host, Mr. Chick Hunter. Welcome to our little show. So, I really wasn't going to share this with you or our audience, but as they say, I just can't keep this to myself.
6: Did you buy more Pittsburgh Pirates stuff from the 70s era teams? I know you had your eye on a Willie Stargell autographed jersey, and that stuff is kind of pricey, but... No. Oh, you got nope. an early birthday check nope. from your mom. No, nope. no,
5: nope. better. I think I am going Two? to go for it. I am going to adopt a kid. Uh, huh? I haven't signed the papers or anything, but w- I'm going to w- speak to one of those agencies w- that help you do w- it. W- a kid? Are you, are you sure about this? I mean, you have a
6: tough enough time taking care of the dog. Dogs you adopt from the pound Not that you wouldn't make a great
5: parent Oh, I'm, I'm sure you'd be fantastic I, I know, I I think I would really be good at this I, I just believe this in my heart I would only let the kid listen to, like, decent music No Top 40 crap And maybe, for sure, no boy bands or Disney wenches What other kind are there for kids? I'm just gonna load up his or her iPod With carefully curated songs That will ensure musical purity for life
3: Spud, you can load your kid's iPod with all that cool stuff, but expect that they will still be giving you some guff. So don't wilt when things get tough and go storming off in a
7: huff.
6: I don't want to throw a wrench in your parenting plan, but sometimes kids have a mind of their own. Maybe you should do the, like, reverse psychology thing and load their iPod with Top 40 crap, and then they'll gravitate towards the good stuff.
5: Well, I gave that some thought. I mean, I, I could not stand my dad's barbershop quartet records. I, I mean, them. he must have had hundreds of them and would play them, like, for hours on the hi-fi. I mean, I get it that kids hate their parents' music, but I don't... I don't think I could ever dump top forty garbage on any living being I love. I mean, sometimes when I go out at night, I leave the radio on for my dog Fred, and I come home and the station suddenly playing something that I feel could cause permanent damage to his soul. Well, it just makes me feel horrible. But can I ask what caused you to want to suddenly be a parent? You always said babies got on your nerves. Well, well, duh. I'm, I'm not talking about adopting a baby. What? You, you think I'm crazy? Oh. I am gonna get a kid that's already, you know, been around a while. You know, maybe eight or nine years old. They're broken, and they're they can fix their own breakfast If I have other stuff to do
6: An eight or nine year old Still has needs though Like daycare You can't leave them alone In your well, place when you go out And you
5: certainly Can't
6: take them with you To some of the places hey, You hang out I now.
5: got child care covered uh-huh. My paper girl Kimberly Said she would oh, babysit yeah. for me And only charge me Two bucks an hour You know that is, if I, you know, if I get HBO and Showtime, I need to sign up for that tomorrow. So remind me if I space. on oh, Okay, okay. You still haven't said what
6: caused you to want to have a kid at this point in your life. You know, I'm pretty surprised.
5: <sighs> well, remember when we discussed our burial or cremation plans? Uh-huh. You know, buy, buying now to get a better deal. Well, mm-hmm. I started to think, who would I leave all my stuff to when I croak? My cassette collection, oh. my baseball card collection, my homo collection. I need an heir, you know, to leave my estate huh. to. Because if I don't, someone is just going to come into my place after the funeral and haul my stuff right yep. to the dump. Probably. Everyone, you know, would like to keep their memory alive by passing on their special mementos. You know, things that they've collected over the course of their lives. Okay. I understand. I mean,
6: I would like to have a kid leave my stuff too. I mean, Right. After my parents are gone, I probably will get the house. My sister told me she wouldn't ask for it to be sold. I think she's worried that I'd have to move into her place, so I guess someday I'll
5: be leaving it to someone other than my rabbit. Well, I, I liked things a lot more when I was younger, I gotta be honest with you. And all I worried about in those days was stuff like, I don't know, maybe finding one of those, you know, cable boxes that gave you all the yeah. paid cable channels for free. Or, you know, trying to grow a decent mustache, just simple stuff. I know, and I still want to find one of those cable boxes for my bedroom, but you can't find them anymore. Stupid Comcast cable. Company. All right, yeah, I hear you. Well, let, let's uh, let's cue up a song. This is uh, from L7. It's titled uh, "Bloodstains," and I- I'm pretty sure no one was harmed in the rec- recording studio. So let's let's hear it.
1: Goodman,
8: goodman show,
1: show. Uh, uh, uh. hi this is christopher walken you're listening to a man whose voice sounds really weird it's spud goodman take a listen and tell me if i'm crazy it sounds
5: like his voice is f-ed up spud god is another phone call a oh, super uh hopefully it's him uh is this uh is this steve
0: Yes, it is. Hello, guys. How Very are you? Very
5: cool. Uh, please welcome Steve Renazzizzi to the to the Spud Goodman Show. You are the star of the TV series The League. You play Kevin. And also, let me do this, uh, you've also been in man, many major motion pictures. Do we have Such as all of it? Paul Blart, Mall Cop, among others. <laughs> Yes.
0: Yes. Ma- Paul Blart, Mall Cop.
5: That's yeah, right. That Super. a great one. I, I, uh, I saw it two, three times, actually. Uh, welcome uh, to our show and all that stuff. uh, uh Thank you. All right, Chick, you you, you can have one very, very brief question. Already? Okay, you're you're done. Okay, the clock's ticking. Here we go. Um, Hey, you just finished your fifth season with with the league on, on FXX. That is accurate?
0: That is accurate.
5: Correct. All right, so I haven't screwed up yet. All right. You know, I asked Jim Jeffries no. if the suits at uh, Fox just put all the shows in a hat and pulled them out randomly to determine what uh, was going to air on FX and what was going to stay on uh, on FXX, excuse me, and what was going to stay on FX, and he said it had something to do with the word demographic, and I'm thinking that's maybe only Harvard MBAs would understand that word. I don't know. Are you, are you happy with yeah, the new channel?
0: It's, I guess it's like they want 18 to 24-year-olds. Over on FXX. They you know, they we're the redheaded stepchildren of the network. We're the ugly kids. Uh, they want all the beautiful, glorious, beautiful people on the dramas over on FX and all us comedy ugly balding fat people over to be on FXX. They keep us all like the land of misfit toys. Maybe ugly, together ugly, on our own little island. Ugly yeah.
5: fat people are my friends. And that's that's our base. That's yeah. us. That is us. Yeah, so. those are
2: the
0: you know the people that you can relate to. Absolutely. So that's what I'm
5: talking about. Okay. All right.
0: Yeah. Uh- um, Steve, you grew up on. And plus, we get to be full frontal nudity over an FXX, too. Oh, well, that's a big better.
5: plus. Uh, I guess it depends on
0: yeah. who, who's. Uh, I mean, you don't want to see it, but it's us. Okay. We're all doing right. it. I all get right. my, my, the full Michael Fassbender.
5: Ooh, so, oh, all right. Yeah. Write that down, chick. Um, hey, uh, Steve, you grew up on Long Island, and I believe uh, you're a Knicks fan. Have these last few seasons been tough to deal with? The franchise is still active, right? They're still playing, correct?
0: Yeah, they're still playing. They actually just signed uh, Phil Jackson to be president of operations. You
5: got me there. All right.
0: Uh, So we'll see what happens there. I mean, that could be a nightmare. Uh, Yeah, it has been very, very frustrating. The last 30 years, as a matter of fact, have been very frustrating. But uh, recently, it's just been bad. You know, I think they need to blow the team up. I don't think Carmelo's the guy you can build a team around, although I do enjoy him. He's a great scorer. It's not something that you can, you know. I don't know. The Knicks will be good hopefully in two years when that big free agent market hits the you know, the, right. It's the the ground,
5: right? And Melo's a kind of a chemistry cool. issue, I know, but he does give you some offense. But I needed an update because we out here in Seattle are on a blackout of the NBA until justice has been served and our Sonics are returned. In some I know,
0: time. you guys, what's going on over there? I can't believe you guys lost a team, and now you want? Do you want another team?
5: Yes. And when, once you, you uh, take the stage, if you throw out any Sonic stuff, that will get you. I mean, the the love is so strong, you would not believe. I mean, we, uh, I mean, we're not, we're we're gonna we're gonna hold our breath until. Until, uh, an- an- chick? Well, I don't know. Help if me out hope here. Until then. Ha, ha, well, we 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 mean business. That's all we I'm want saying. A team before Las Vegas gets. Yeah, right. we we mean business. We want we want our team back. But anyway, all right, let's move on here. Uh, hey, the cast of the league is a roster of, of great comedians. That's my opinion, and that's obviously the opinion of millions. Uh, you got yourself, you got Nick Kroll, Paul Shear, and, and Mark Duplass, uh, who I, I you know is obviously also a director, writer, and stuff. So um, I'm guessing that uh, you guys work pretty quickly with your production schedule because you all have so much other stuff going on.
0: We do. We, well, relatively speaking, we do it in almost half the amount of time as a regular network sitcom. We shoot from uh, probably middle of July through about the end of October. So we shoot an episode every like three and a half days. Get a couple weeks off breaks here and there for editing purposes. But yeah, we we get done in about four months, which isn't that bad for uh, for a network for you know a half hour sitcom. That's uh, that's a great schedule to have.
5: A lot of it's improv, too, correct?
0: Yeah, we do uh, semi-improvise, so there's a very detailed outline in each scene, but there's no specific lines given to each character. It's sort of just, you know, here's the situation, uh, you know, and figure it out. Here's point A. There's where we want you to get to, and, and, you know, just figure out how you want to get there. And it's not all gold, you know, it's a lot of... We, some takes are not very good and they go on for too long and they're they're not funny. So, yeah, we figure out a path and we beat it out and you know, we, there's a freedom. There's always uh, an ability to say what you want to say in the middle of the scene. So, that's fun. It's fun to be, be able to create like that.
5: That uh, is is the the show is produced by Jeff and Jackie Schaefer. So, that is it's a husband-wife yeah. team, correct?
0: Yeah, they're a husband and wife team. They're actually uh, uh, by the way, Jeff Schaefer, our co-creator, uh, is a uh, been a huge Seattle Seahawks fan for many, many years. They're both so. actually season ticket holders. Really? And they are on cloud nine. Really? Yes, they are on cloud nine. Well, so. let me let me yes. segue into this. Uh, there's a lot of love for the Seattle for the Seattle area coming from our show.
5: Super. So this was my question. Uh, it popped into my head. You've had a ton of NFL stars on your show. and it's, you know, it's about a fantasy <laughs> football league. But alas, no world champion Seattle Seahawks have been on to this point would I be guessing that that might be corrected in season six
0: yeah well actually we made Richard Sherman our head writer this year so there you go yeah uh, he has a lot to say yeah
5: yeah that's uh, that yeah, one, we're And in, he could get away could with write all the dialogue there you go absolutely. and he could get away with frontal nudity um He uh what's yeah. been what's been your most memorable moment as a sports fan to this point because I, I know that's a big part of your life in my life? Yeah. What 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 what, what, what it's something that happened or in your lifetime that just jumps out of you still? That stays with you.
0: Uh, I was in college in nineteen ninety 1990, uh, nineteen ninety five and the it was the, the fall of ninety five and they're waving Griffey around when the when the oh. Seattle Mariners beat Yeah the Yankees in nineteen ninety five. It was my freshman year of college, and I remember sitting there and then just Griffey rounding third did that kill you and me just crumbling to oh yes. that killed me <sighs> killed me and it propelled me into 96 with like that's when i was like we're not gonna lose this world series you should have lost that world series the yankees in 96 but i'm like there's no way we are because it can't happen like they're waving Griffey around so uh i was uh, 95 was as it's a tough moment but it's one that I'll always remember.
5: Well, us uh, up here, you know, we also remember that because that's the only highlight we've really had. And they replay that. Yeah. Like, like weekly. So anyway. No, all right. Don't burst our bubble. And um, hey, what are your mid-range career goals at this point, Steve?
0: <laughs> mid-range career goals. Well, I'd like to. Uh, I'm trying to create a television show for myself. Okay. So that is a goal of mine. I'm trying to record another album, hopefully by the end of the year. I did one last year. Oh. So I've been working on some new stuff to hopefully record them by the end of this year. And then, um, and then, uh, what else, my other, those are the goals for this year, uh, And. That would be a great year, yeah, and then just have another successful, you know, year in the league would be a, a sixth season. And looking, you know, looking forward to it.
5: Okay, super. Yeah. Hey, you know, I'm thinking—that's uh, off the record. I'm thinking about maybe adopting a kid because uh, you know, somebody to watch games with and stuff. I, I'm kind of alone at this point. Sure, Is a good idea. Or how, are, do you have any? You want to weigh in on the parenthood issue?
0: I have two boys.
5: Okay, super.
0: Um, one's five, one's two. Neither one of them are really interested in sports yet at all. Uh, I just started Little League with my five-year-old, and that's been, uh, you know, we're hitting off a tee. ball right, right, right. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, it takes a while. It's not always what you think it's going to be. The adoption thing is fun. That's a fun, because I feel like you get to pick your kid then.
5: That's the plan. And that's, that could be,
0: yeah, I mean, like, I'm not going, like, I got two boys. And, you know, I'm not going for another, you know, if I want another boy, he's going to be like six foot eight at like 12 years old. No interest in school at all. Just a a blocker. I'm gonna teach him, put him in blocking camps and stuff like that. Offensive
5: tackle, you know, yeah, and I left want to tackle. On his that's, knees. That's, that's that's yeah, a
7: young left tackle. There you go. I that's, want my blindside. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah.
5: All right. Okay. Well, tell you what. Um, um, is there anything you might want to say to uh, the people up here before you head on up?
0: I'm very much looking forward to coming back and performing for them. I always have a great time in Seattle. Very smart, funny, cool fan. So
8: I'm
5: really looking
0: forward to tonight and the weekend.
5: Okay. All right. Well, Steve, I want to tell you, uh, we really thank you very much for taking this time because we know you're busy. So uh, you take it easy up there. And uh, like I said, we'll be looking forward to seeing uh, at least one Seattle Seahawk on on the the league in season uh, six. All
0: right. We're going to do our best, guys. I promise. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys.
5: All right. Take care. Bye. For all who love beautiful music,
3: there's one program you must hear. This is the Spud Goodman Show.
5: All righty. It's musical guest interview time. Sweet kiss mama. Welcome to the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Please identify yourself before you are sworn in. I am Jeff.
7: I'm Aaron. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jimmy.
5: All right. We are ready to go here. Roy! Um, you may not be fully aware of the pressure I have been under these last few months to get some damn Southern rock on the show. This one dude from somewhere in the Southwest, I guess, has been harassing me all the time about the bands we have on. Don't make him mad. He thinks most of them are, I don't really know how to say this, but that they're maybe not macho enough. I don't know. That's a nice way to say it. He's kind of hurt my feelings on many occasions. So I just, I just want to tell you, I really appreciate you guys doing this tonight.
9: Oh, thanks for having us. We appreciate you letting us come in here. For
5: all sure. right, super. Is that everybody? Does everybody feel that way so yeah. far? Oh, yeah. It's early in this thing, so let's just, well, all right. Um, we can fix that. Your new album, A Reckoning Is Coming, was produced by Ken Coomer, a former member of a band I really dig, Wilco. Is that correct? Absolutely. He was also in uh, Uncle Tupelo prior to that. If well, uh, well, yeah, okay. So. Super. And engineered by Richard Dodd, who has worked with the Kings of Leon, Tom Petty, and... Johnny Cash, one of my all-time faves. Yeah. Uh, you guys don't mess around when you go into the studio, do you?
9: Uh, you know, it's funny. Ken Coomer actually contacted us. We uh, submitted a song from our first job into a writing contest. He was one of the judges, and he said, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys know who I am, but I'd like to work with you. And quite honestly, we had to Google him. I'm like, Ken, I, you know, I love you. And so we, we looked him up, and he's like, hey, come down to Nashville. Let's, let's do this thing. So we did.
5: Nashville? You went down to Nashville to do
9: this? Uh, we got on an airplane and flew down to Nashville.
5: Dang. Wow. All right. Super. Um, Hey, can each of you give me your favorite crime show on network television? You have like 47 choices and that's just on CBS. So give me, give me your call.
9: Uh, I don't know about network television, but I'm going with True Detective. Uh, Oh, no,
5: no. We have to stick with network because it's the best entertainment because, you know, they they reach so many people. It's so much thought and there's so much heart involved in network television. I I
9: think it's a crime that Phineas and Ferb are on Channel 4 on Saturday mornings, if you're asking me. Does that count or no?
5: I'll take that. I'll take that. All right. Anybody else? I like cops. Okay. Yes. Right. A little dated. A tiny bit dated, hey, but no we're idea. Born and raised in Pierce
9: County, that is the absolute yes. that is the number one most cop showed county in the entire existence of the show. Pierce County in in, uh, in Washington State. It was our show.
5: Wow. That's and we pretty That's much right. owned it. That's right. All right. Um, what are the long-term goals of the band at this point?
9: Oh, I. Yeah, how far is long-term? I would like a Grammy. I I house. want ten Grammys. I tell you what. I how about how about economic sustainability within the band. How about that? How about full-time employment as musicians?
5: I great. would like yeah. to rock the world for all of eternity. I'm thinking long scheme here. Oh, there's eternity, <laughs> eternity. All right, okay. super. Hey, what's the name of the first song you guys are going to do? A
9: reckoning is coming. It's a title track off our album.
5: Super, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh,
8: Goodman
3: Goodman Show. show. Uh, Did I ever tell you about that?
6: Spud, I I think we have a call because Onwin's making that face again.
5: Well, all right. Whoever's on the line, hopefully they'll pick things up a bit. Who who we got? Hello?
7: Finally. Did somebody knock some sense in you, Goodman, or what?
5: I, I think it's him again, Spud. Are you sure? Hey, hey, dude, say a few more words.
7: Look, I just want to say this band you have on tonight is freaking awesome. Even a stopped clock can be right twice a day who so actually got it right this week. Yeah,
5: it's him. It's Southern right. rock guy again. Hey, well, well, thank you for your kind words, Southern man.
7: So, Those words of praise are for the band, not you. You're still an asshole.
6: Caller, it's a free country and everyone is entitled to their opinion,
5: but yours is probably going to get you the hook. Here's so Be careful. Look, I am not going to hang up on this guy just because he called me an asshole. Oh, okay. I mean, there are plenty of other reasons.
7: like Yeah, be a, be a coward and hang up on me. You can't handle the truth, and are sounding a lot like that Putin guy in Russia.
6: Spud is nothing like Vladimir Putin. He never takes his shirt off, and he has lots of gay friends.
7: He's still a commie. I, th-
6: I think we lost him. Oh, that's you know? bad. I think we might have yeah. been a little hard yeah. on the guy this time.
7: Well, you know, you know what's I'm still so- here. Oh, whoops! Your phone setup sucks, man. You can't even hang up on someone, right? Where do you buy it? A garage sale.
5: Okay, n- now so. he is gone. Okay, okay, it's time for my uh, clip of the week, and this one features uh, Mr. Wayne Lapierre, who is the longtime head of the NRA. I picked this because I've kind of had a hard time sleeping the last few, you know, nights after hearing this thing. I, I had to break out my blanket from my mom's basement storage area to get me through the night. Before I heard this clip, I thought I was okay, you know, just having my 12-gauge shotgun, my grandpa gave me, you know, be- before he died. I I don't know but and he gave it to me just in case you know the earth was invaded by aliens or you know everything went all Gotta Mad be Max because things could go Mad Max it's possible but you know now that I've learned that I may be needing like an AR 15 and some grenades too I don't know I'm just Claymore's. It's, it's, I'm, I don't know roll the damn thing
10: There is no greater freedom than the right to survive and protect our families with all the rifles, shotguns, and handguns we want. We know in the world that surrounds us, there are terrorists and there are home invaders, drug cartels, carjackers, knockout gamers, and rapers and haters and campus killers airport killers, shopping mall killers, and killers who scheme to destroy our country with massive storms of violence against our power grids, or vicious waves of chemicals or disease and campus haters, airport haters, and killers who scheme to destroy haters and killer killers, and there are home cartels, and there are home rapers, and airport haters, shopping mall haters, and killers who scheme to destroy our killers that could collapse our society that sustains us all. So, 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 I ask you, all of you here today, do you trust this government to protect you? No. We are on our own. That is a certainty.
3: Good morning. Hands on hips, please. Now then, touch your toes with me. Ready, touchdown. Up. Every morning, down. ten times, not Up. just Up. now and Four. then. Find that chicken Up. fat sass to the Five. chicken and so be, no, be chicken again. No, don't be chicken again. Halt, hit the dirt, hit. Push-ups next, nice and steady, not too fast, ready. Push-up, Push-up. down, every morning. Look at guys, go, chicken fat, go away Go, you chicken fat, go, down, go, down, chicken fat, go. Ten, Halt, now struggle up to your feet Struggle, struggle March in place, march. march Left, left, left Left a good pound and a quarter Was it right, right that it should be left Yes, I left It's it's right, right, left, right, right and one, two.
1: The Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter will return in just a moment. <laughs> Once again, here are your hosts, Spud Goodman and Chick Hunter. This is the Spud
5: Goodman Show. I can't believe I let you talk me into this. You know, uh, one thing I just thought of if I do adopt a kid, just one... I'm probably going to have to watch what I say on this show as he or she or will be listening each week. I don't know if I really want to explain some of the stuff on this program to him. Uh, the bands would be a nice education, but I think if I I don't know, I just think I share way too much personal information on the air right now. That could come back to bite me a few years down the road when the teenage years hit.
6: Yeah, that's a good point. But I, I know I wouldn't want my kid to know what we talk about on this show, so you'll make it off limits then, right? Well, no, absolutely no? not.
5: That would guarantee the kid would never miss a minute of this thing. <gasps> oh. I think a way smarter route to go would be to ask him or her to Reverse listen and give me feedback apology. specific feedback maybe take some notes it's a 98 chance you know that'll stop any worries i have but another thing that also came in you know i thought about this is i know there'd um, be another if i adopt someone who was under 10 or so there's a good chance that no one will have had the talk with them and then it'd be the my talk? responsibility and you know i have a difficult time discussing <gasps> oh, that kind duh. of stuff Talk. I'm sure hoping whatever foster parent they were with before they come live with me stepped up and took care of their foster parental duties.
6: Right, right. That situation would not be fun at all. I mean, oh, well, are you going to ask for a boy or a girl?
5: I, I really I really, honestly don't care. Really? I just oh, want a kid who doesn't use the F word before saying, you know, hey, dad. Uh, is that too much
6: to ask for? Well, they say raising girls presents a bigger challenge in the teen years, but later mm. in life it will be totally worth suffering through the hell they bring to your world. Yeah. I mean, from what I hear, and I'm, I, no, I just hear, they'll actually visit you at the nursing home when it's time boys are long gone by then you'd be lucky to get a card every other father's day. I've
5: heard this but you know I have no preference next week I'm going to look in the phone book and just randomly pick out an agency make an appointment and go in and just take the first kid they offer up because at my age I really can't be that picky you know, I, I, I'm i pretty positive they prefer prospective parents to be in their mid-20s. So they'll be around to pay for weddings and bail money and that kind of stuff later in life. Yeah, my, my parents sure didn't offer to post bail for
6: me when I did my stretch in the county jail for those parking tickets. Yeah. So I'd, you would be a much more compassionate dad than mine. I know you wouldn't let your Thank kid you. rot in the clink to teach him a lesson.
11: Chick Hunter, don't do the park downtown at least put in a dime
5: actually i think your parents did the right thing if they would have bailed you out you would have just started piling up more parking tickets it was a good call on their part
6: okay maybe so but i still won't forgive them hey have you thought about how much allowance you're going to give him or her i remember when i was a kid my parents would lowball me like give me 15 cents a week or something. I had to supplement it with going through the couch and chairs right. in the living room for spare change. Yeah, we've all done that. I had a tough time being able to buy the latest Mad Magazine or Cracked or my favorite candy. F- the fake cigarettes, remember those? Yeah. You, know, you puff on them, they go well, those you're still eating sco- those. Yeah. But you know,
5: I'm going to give the allowance thing some thought, but I mean, either I give them, you know, sufficient amount of money, or they're going to swipe it out of my wallet even more than they're going to do it anyway. Huh. So anyway, all right, right now they're saying we got a, we got a call holding. Is it a call? Yeah, I guess so. Well,
6: uh, so it's, it's your niece Leah. She's put, on the line. Put, you should take it. On. Put, put her, her, on. her
12: on. Uncle Spud. Oh, thanks for letting me on the air. You know, I am getting extra credit for this. All right, Leah, how you this. doing,
8: man? Cool.
12: Uh, I'm all right. My teacher at the Alternative High School is pretty cool about letting us follow our muse. And right. he knows how much I want to get into the radio business to follow in your footsteps.
5: Well, you know, we've talked about this before. Those footsteps have stepped into a lot of doo-doo over the years. A lot. I should once again remind you, there a are lot. no jobs in the radio business anymore. It's like working for Kodak or AOL. Yeah.
12: I understand that the cur- current job market reality right. is Uncle Spud. My teacher said equality always wins out. I just plan on being the best darn radio DJ at whatever station will have me. But what I was calling about was, do you think that chick could drive down to Portland huh? and speak to the kids at my school?
5: Well, you're gonna have to ask him. He's sitting right here, obviously. Uh, uh, Leah, I, I heard what you asked, but
6: why would you want me to speak to the kids in your school?
12: Well, a lot of the students here have had like, made poor decisions or have had some contact with the juvenile court, so I thought that you could speak to them about what happens when you make bad decisions in a, as an adult. You know, kind of scare them straight, tell them what it was like being locked up for your crime. Uh,
6: it was just for overdue parking tickets, you know. I, I couldn't come up with the 2345 bucks I owed, so I decided to sit it out. It was my first and only time in lockup.
12: Well, I can get more extra credit if you could make it. I sort of got behind in my studies for a while, and I need to catch up if I want to graduate in June. Mm. It would mean a lot to me. Maybe you could just add a little something to keep the kids interested. They are kind of a tough audience. Maybe you could say you were bullied by a white supremacist gang. That would get their attention.
6: Well, Well, there was one guy in my section who had a tattoo of Ted Nugent on his neck.
5: Okay, yeah, Leah. Maybe you could talk with Chick off the air. I got kind of got a show to do here, so if it's really important, though, no, I will drive him down to Portland to speak to your school, speak at your school. All right, just he doesn't have a car right now. How about uh, a week when we do a rerun? Is that okay? I, I, I could tell the
6: kids about how runny the oatmeal was for breakfast. I mean, it was like water with a little cinnamon sprinkled in. All
5: right, I, I, I gotta go, Leah. Take care Lumpy. and say hi to your dad for me and study hard. Okay, we don't need one more Goodman family member going the GED route.
12: Okay, Uncle Spud, if you bought my vote, i say yes to adopting a kid. I could really use another cousin. That would be cool. And as far as school goes, I will study and make you proud. Very good. Chick, I'll call you again when you're off the air. All Thank right. you so fine. much. No problem, Bye. Leah. Okay. We'll talk Bye. to you later. All that right.
5: was nice. Okay. All right, uh, what are we going to do next?
6: Spud, Spud but so we got we, we got a call we got to take, well, right take the call well i hope you're right this time
5: well last was time not, was, that wasn't my fault it was a telemarketer last time all right here we go are, are we andy andy kindler are you on the line uh, uh, is, uh, do you uh, need carpets? You guys
11: need. Have you thought about cleaning your carpets? Cleaning. Yes. Damn, the
5: studio could use a major cleaning, but that I will. I guess we'll deal with that later. You know, no, 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 no. You're a major star. Oh, uh, I was teacher. playing the role. We practiced this too. You
11: told me this is the fifth time we've practiced this yeah. calling with me doing a prank. Practice? I'm not a good prankster, so Practice? that's obvious. I'm not Ashton Kutcher.
5: Practice. Practice. I, I could give you my Alan Iverson now, but I won't. Let me give my listeners uh, the clue. If they're if they are not familiar, which I'm sure they are, you've, you've been on Letterman all the time. You're you're on every. Everybody loves Raymond. You do the voice of Mort on Bob's Burgers. Yep. And I guess you're on The Neighbors on ABC a couple weeks ago, too, correct? I love that correct? show. I was on that show. Yeah, that got a call.
11: Uh, uh, a friend of This is the way I usually uh, get parts, as opposed to when I audition and freeze up and sweat badly. A friend of mine uh, writes for the show, and then I'm friends with Wayne Fetterman, so it was uh, one of those things like they, they made an offer. And come on, how can you not love it? She says that was a lot of fun to do, and it was the only time that I, uh, uh, that Carrot Top and I have been in the same project.
5: Yeah, we had him on a couple of weeks ago. I think he may, he mentioned it. Was well, he actually said he had a blast on the show? So yeah, um, you can't you, you can't spend a day
11: with Carrot Top and not have fun. And, and Eric Estrada. Okay. Yeah, there you go. that. Uh, well, of course, Eric Estrada. That was a whole other thing. Um, I made him, uh, I made him uh, recreate scenes from Chips with me being the other guy, and I never saw the show, so I have to. I think that was a good move.
5: Um, hey, before we get going, I wanted <laughs> to ask you, though, what's your take on parenthood? I'm not the NBC show or a segue into an easy joke on changing diapers, you know, up against a brick wall kind of stuff. I'm not going to do that. I know you wouldn't go near that, but I'm thinking Did about. Did you say a- changing a baby's diapers on a brick wall? Well, you know what I'm talking about, the old segue into the easy. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, I'm I thinking know, about adopting a, a kid. To help out around about my apartment, maybe watch Netflix with me on the weekends. Do you think it's a kid is a too cliche of a move because everybody does it? What do you think? Well, I think if
11: you're referring to having a kid as a move, that's not good. <laughs> right. It's not like a kid it shouldn't be a career booster. Uh, I no, uh, help don't out. Ha- I never, ha- I never had a kid, but I did think about it. But my, I never had a biological clock that was running. My wife's biological clock did run. But we put it on mute, everybody. Oh,
5: all right. Super, well, that's <laughs> no, off the record. But why? Oh, who's yeah. thinking of having a kid? That's all well, I... You know, yeah. I, I I was just thinking that you know I I get kind of I don't know lonely watching Netflix all by myself and you know the house apartment. Yeah. I mean, is, could I could just use a hand. I was thinking about adopting like a nine or ten year old right before you know they're gonna you know tell me to f off and everything. So you know.
11: Oh, that would be good. You don't even have a partner to do this with?
5: No, not really.
11: Not oh, okay. Really. It sounds you know what? It sounds like your motivation for a kid is good. It sounds like you used to watch The Courtship of Eddie's Father. I did. That, that reference that, that I did. You get that reference? I'm very excited. Bill Bixby,
5: very major excited. Bill Bixby fan. All right. um, thing, hey, uh, I want to ask you this. I am fascinated story. by your yearly state of the comedy I industry happen, yeah. address that you do at the Just for Last Festival in Montreal. That Me must too. take some major testicles surrounding, but surrounded by the who's who of comedy and you offer up your take on the acts of some of the major names in the business. So I got to ask yes. you, you're fearless. Well, how, well, how did this start?
11: Well, I'm not so much fearless as both fearful and fearless, maybe, and also compelled to. I can't sh- shut my yap, is my problem. It started in Montreal in the 90s. I did a, a demonstration. i, went, I had written this article for National Lampoon, which is still on my website under None of the Above, about hack comedy called the Hack Comic Handbook. Yeah. And then I gave a demonstration of it in Montreal. And then they they said, hey, you know, the head of the festival said, why don't you come back and. Do something else, and then my manager came up with the idea of the state of the industry, and that. And then since the 90s, I've been doing this speech that basically. You know, I I talk, speak my mind, and then uh, I limit my career possibilities. I see. So it's a double-edged sword. It's a double-edged sword, and both edges
5: cut me. I gotcha. Well, uh, dealing with speaking your mind, I, I saw your commentary on Lenny Bruce in the documentary "Looking for Lenny." How how uh, do you feel he would be received today if he was still with us and performing at comedy clubs outside of uh, like New York and L.A.? How how, does, how do you think his act would go down today with the dumbed down, attention scattered population?
11: Oh, I think he would know. I mean, it's, it, it, I always wonder how I'm... I mean, I'm not comparing myself to Lenny Bruce, but why not? No. Uh, if I, uh, You know, I wonder how I'm going to do in comedy clubs because the comedy club field is always changing and right. it depends on club to club. So, you, you know, the stuff that he was doing, you could say was esoteric, but I wonder if he would be doing it the same way if he was doing it today. Mm-hmm. So I think it's hard to tell. I think he would have been... Lenny Bruce, no matter, and I think he would have been a, who he was in, in any generation. But again, unless it's the time machine, a hot tub time machine, it's yeah. hard to tell these things.
5: Well, as a pro, can you give my listeners a 30-second lesson on how to defuse a heckler should they choose to enter your profession? You know?
11: Oh, oh. well... I hope the heckler doesn't enter my profession, but uh, see how I do the wordplay? No. What I think you need to do, it depends on the style of the comic. There are some comics, like when I was in London, they expect you to get into a give and take,
8: Mm
11: -hmm. and I don't like that. So to me, I'm not a comic who's going to, All right, let's, you know, I don't want to give it back to the person, because I don't want it to be one of these like uh, insult things. So I think you have to, what I learned, which is really true, is I used to get really mad and I get less and less mad because the more, if you get instantly mad, then you're liable to set something off. Whereas if you just maybe let them diffuse themselves, sometimes it will work. If they're really drunk, there's nothing you can do except uh, have them removed with a crane.
5: Yeah, I think uh, uh, Michael Richards showed like the wrong way to deal with the heckler. I guess I guess he says He showed
11: the wrong way to do many things. Yes, he did. And in yes, that he one did. set, <laughs> yeah, I think that, yeah, I don't think he he thinks the Laugh Factory was a club that it wasn't. You know, he's like he 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 thought his act was something it wasn't, and he was having problems. I think that you know. Whatever it was, that, you know, that is, in fact, that is the worst way to deal with the heckler.
5: Yeah, I gotcha. Hey, uh, is it me or do conservative humorists outside of maybe PJ, PJ O'Rourke have a genetic disadvantage in your business? Because I know Red on Red Eye on the Fox News channel with Greg Gutfeld gives it his best shot. And there's always the morning crew on Fox and Friends that, that give it their, their best shot. But they they seem to be a little challenged. Is that my imagination? Well, there's
11: only one person I, I like on, the, uh, on Red. I love Andy Levy. He's, like, uh, hilarious. I don't—the Gutfeld guy, I, I just that guy just really makes me ill, I have to be honest. But Andy Levy, who does, like, the halftime reports, is, yeah. is, is funny. In general, I don't think there are any right-wing funny people because— and especially—even, like, P.J. O'Rourke, I mean, I think he may have been funny in the old days, but when you see him on Mar, he's just a kind of like a belligerent— uh, Cranky. Like, what's that? He's cranky. Yeah, cranky's cranky without any of the punch. See, the thing is, I think if you your point of view has to be something that's either against something that needs to be spoken up against, but like when they try to do that half hour right wing hour thing, it's like nobody wants jokes about the people who have all the power. There's nothing really funny about uh, about uh, going after the uh, ACLU or whatever the thing. You know, uh, whatever's funny, you should be able to comment on. And uh, sometimes I think that. all people were all tend to be a little bit too ideological so i think in a good environment you could have more you know quote left and right things but now with the republicans being so crazy out of control to the right which never was like in my life i can't think of one person who's funny on the right and that includes dennis miller i mean he is viciously on. he went to this right wing talk radio because i don't think he had anything funny left to say or he was so angry that this was the only thing he could do, but I, I, I enjoy listening to his show on AM radio when I'm driving home at night because it's so awful.
5: Yeah, I mean, I guess it'd be tough to have an act, a 45-minute act on Acorn, Obamacare, and uh, I, think, <laughs> I, think those, I think that'd be about it. But anyway, all right. Um, so, Andy, what's been your most memorable moment in, in the comedy racket? It's not for pussies, I know that. <laughs> uh, my, mo- my most memorable, well... Uh, it's hard to
11: follow that question as phrased but i will say that i think probably the stuff on letterman has been the most memorable because mm-hmm. he was uh, that was my goal going in was to be on his show you know not not you know not my sole goal but that was the show that really yeah. uh showed stand ups and had my favorite stand ups on it and was my favorite show so I, I have to say that relationship i would say is the most memorable i, I could retire on that relationship
5: how many times you been on
11: well, I don't like to count or brag, but I think it's like 40 times. <laughs> Damn. Because I did a lot of those uh, field piece stuff, right. and I think I've done maybe 10 stand-ups, something like that. Okay. All right. So 40 times. We and bow I'm down. Very excited
5: about we definitely bow down to you. Um, hey, what are your <laughs> mid-range career goals, maybe besides not getting food poisoning on the road?
11: You know, what you're saying right there is, what is actually my every daily goal when I'm on the road. Will this thing I have just, Consumed, cause food poisoning. I, I, I because I'm so worried about it attacking me during the during the set. Other than that, I actually find as I go along, I have less specific goals. Sure, I'd like to be the have the Andy Kinler show, or the Andy Kinler Network, or a museum named after me. But mm-hmm. like, I'm going to be on the next season of Marin and that's like uh, yes. so exciting to me. Sweet. I'm actually legitimately happy where I am. Although I know most of people when they say that. They mean they're they're bitter and angry. I, I'm not I'm not saying I can't be angry, but I'm I am happy with what I've done. So I would say more of the same. I'd love to do more movies or any movies even.
5: Well, let's, me too. Let's, let's let's try to make that happen. I'll get a yeah, hold let's of your get people. The phone. All right, uh, you know I have to say I'm a fan, so I really appreciate you taking the time to check in with us. Okay.
11: This was fun. You you guys kept me on my toes. You know what I'm saying? Is that a good thing? I'm doing a pirouette. I'm doing a pirouette right now.
5: I I hope he had steel-toed boots. Okay, all right, super. All right, Mr. Andy Kindler, thank you. (laughs) Thanks, guys.
3: Now, as a veteran of one minute, what do you think of this barren place? You sure see why they call it Operation Nightmare. Nothing but desert, rock, and fantastic shadows. real chamber of horrors isn't it? Frozen by night and blasted by boiling heat during the daytime. There's practically no atmosphere, Lieutenant. This is a vitally important point. It means that the surfaces of all this rock you see have never been eroded by wind or water. Every foot of those jagged edges is razor sharp, ready to tear and puncture the life mixture out of your suit at the first moment of carelessness. But take it easy. Try to resist the temptation to play around with this low gravity. I promise. Just the same, I can't help wondering how far a home run would go. Very good, Lieutenant. Come along. Very good, Lieutenant. Come along. Very good, Lieutenant. Come along. Frank, if you'll direct the men, I'll bring around the lead carrier, and we can get started. In you go, son. In you go, son. In you go, son. Good, good luck. Follow what the general has to say. Nonsense. He's delighted to parcel you out. See you later. See you later. Something else, too, sir. What is that powdery stuff scattered over the ground to our right? Looks like salt from here. That's moon dust, lieutenant. Oh? 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 A fine, powdery sand composed of meteorite particles and native rock. In deeper basins where the dust has accumulated, it can be very treacherous. Yeah, I'm curious to know, Commander Clifford, is any of that stuff edible? No, Colonel, at least not in its raw state. I do hope we succeed in making it edible, and soon the ration's up here are getting pretty monotonous. What about animal life, sir? Is there really such a thing as a a Martian? Yeah, we don't actually know, Lieutenant. Yeah, swallow a couple of these, both of you. Yeah, swallow a couple of these, both of you. Yeah, swallow a couple of these, both of you. And hang on. And hang on. Here she comes. Nice work, Commander, on your flying and your colony. So this is Mars City. And once again, here's Spud and Chick. And once again, here's Spud and Chick. And once again, here's Spud and Chick.
6: <laughs> Spud, we have another call. Can we put it through?
5: What? This is another one of my family members,
6: uh, I bet. On one said no, it's some dude.
7: All right, go ahead. Caller, what's up? I just wondered if you could have the band that's playing tonight on every week. It could triple your ratings. I know they would never do it, but it couldn't hurt. Ask.
6: Well, it's just Southern Man again, Buds.
5: I'm aware who this is. Hey, can I ask what happened to you? Uh, you, you look at our intern over there. What happened to our call screeny? He's eating another corn dog. Number four. And you're not sharing. All right. Anyway.
6: Yeah, well, how, how could Southern Man have seen our ratings? I, I can see the NSA knowing, but this guy? That's scary.
7: I don't have a copy of your ratings, but I think anyone who's heard the show has a pretty good idea of what they are.
6: I wonder what else he knows about us, bud. Do you think he might have no, heard about no, my... No, no need
5: to share uh, everything with our uh, listeners. Uh, Southern Man, why don't we did? make a deal here? You promise to never call again, and I will send you an autograph, photocopy of Chicken Eye, And... If you also commit suicide, I will send all of your family members official Spud Goodman Show t-shirts. That's to everyone,
7: even second cousins and or your wife. I'll be monitoring your show from week to week, so dream on if you think I'll just go away. This is a free country, and you can't stop me.
6: Uh, He's got a point, but we can't stop him from listening. No,
7: no, no.
5: But uh, maybe we can change the format for a few weeks to maybe all sitar music or maybe an all opera show. Because I think they use classical and opera to drive away like troublemakers in front of 7-Elevens in some places. We can lose this guy. She's going to take some patience.
6: But we don't want to lose the few listeners we do have, too, do we? I mean, that, that would maybe not be a smart move.
7: The quickest way to take care of this is to have this band play every week.
9: Hey, caller, we, uh, we appreciate you digging, but to be honest, uh, I owed Spud some money, and that's the only reason we're here, but uh, th- thanks again for liking
5: the band. <laughs> hey, now that should do it, okay? Go away and never bother us again. The suicide idea, well, that's your call. You know, I'm going to take a neutral position for the record, but here's what I will do for you. How about one more song by Sweet Kiss Mama? Hey, what's the name of the song This going to be, guys?
9: Hey, uh, this is actually, we're going to do our, our take on a song that we hopefully you know, so we're not going to give you the name. How about that? <laughs> play play, Guess It.
7: Do you know any Skitter? <laughs>
13: about some new romance You're whispering in my ear Telling me things that I'd like to hear Yes, it's true That's That's what I like about you That's what I like about you That's what I like about you what like hey, that's what I like about you That's what I like about you I like about you
1: chick hunter the family album on its pages are frozen slices of your life comings and goings celebrations and quiet reflections captured forever on film now
5: here's spud and chick all right i know we may need to end this show in a minute but something just hit me what if the adoption agency Here's this episode, either live or the podcast. I really should have chosen every word I said carefully tonight. As you never know what they, you know, they're gonna try to find something out to to make me an unfit parent or something. You know, I have two strikes against me. Number one, I'm a single parent, and number two, I host the Spud Goodman radio well, show. Well, not much
6: you can do about being single. It's not like you haven't tried to change that. As far as the show goes, well, maybe the person who's in charge of approving you will never hear it. I bet there's a really good chance no one hears this show, so I won't get too stressed.
5: Well, good point. You know, you're probably right. The guy who wrote you know, that line in his article about us being the best radio show on the web nobody's heard, Really, he probably wasn't exaggerating, was he? I mean, I don't know. My own mom won't even listen to the show, so I guess I'm worrying about nothing. Well,
6: at least for now, we're about as invisible as being in the witness protection program. Go ahead and say just about anything you want, and it won't go any further. Go ahead. Give it a shot.
3: Will the lone listener of this radio show please stand up now?
5: We're just asking so. Don't have a cow. And while you're up, go ahead and take a bow. So you mean say something that would disqualify me as a prospective parent just sure. to test your theory? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. All right. All right. I don't. I'm just, I just. I don't think so.
6: Well, have you have you thought about how much a kid is going to cost you? Like for food, clothes, and video games, you're going to have to get a
5: second job. I thought about that, and you know, and, and I probably will get a second job. I, this is my last shot at having a kid in my life. You know, I, I guess I could go the big brother route, but all you do in that role is take him to the movies or bowling and then you drop them back at home. And I, I was kinda hoping that, you know, actually have my own child would be able to nah. maybe help me out, you know? The daily chores, I hate vacuuming and doing the dishes. I figure whatever it costs me is gonna balance it out in the long run, you know? Like, you know, I, I, I'm gonna have a lot more time to watch Netflix with them, I already, we already discussed that. There's True. so many good things, if it costs me more money, so be it. Because I really want to get through that second season, or the full season of Stanford and yeah, I, think but I, hope I hope you're doing second third season.
6: Hope you dream of having a son or a daughter more than about having someone to do chores around your apartment i mean a cleaning lady would be a lot cheaper. yeah of
5: course i have more important reasons than just wanting to be a parent to get help around the place i mean look at christmas and birthdays it's nice to get a present from a loved one and i yeah, know for the first few years i'm gonna be. have to buy you know their gift to me myself but it's a thought that counts yeah
6: well what about college have you thought about opening one of those get accounts it can really help with tuition
5: no, I haven't thought about college, you know, but I am going to w- kind of worried about the trips to the mall, you know, either the Foot Locker or Hot Topic, whatever, you know, uh, if it's a boy or a girl, but, you know, what the heck. All right, this is Spud Goodman. Be all you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. I love Hot Topic. <laughs>
1: been listening to the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter, a program composed almost entirely of post-consumer waste ones and zeros. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions, original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon, executive producer is Laurie Madsen, and associate producer is Derek Schneider. Live music production and broadcast engineering by On One at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Musical commentaries by the folk singers in hell. Check out Spud's TV stuff on YouTube, his radio stuff on iTunes, NWCZ, or SpudGoodman.com, and follow Spud on all types of social media. Believe me, he's finally getting the hang of this stuff. Copyright 2014 Spud Goodman Productions. Join us again next week for another exercise in synergy through stakeholder teaming on The Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. to the Spud Goodman Post-Show Report. We will now perform an autopsy of tonight's episode. Here is your host, Ivy Quinn.
14: Hi, everybody. I'd like to welcome you to the foremost Spud Goodman Radio Show Post-Show Report.
6: A warm welcome, right?
14: A, uh, a balmy welcome.
6: Balmy, all right. Okay.
14: Despite being aware of no other competition, I still assert that we are at least number three. In part, thanks to the awesome efforts of our illustrious panel, David, On One, Derek, and the ever-engaging Chick Hunter.
6: What? Engaging?
14: That doesn't mean you have to marry anybody, dude. It, it's uh, okay. I
6: it was worried, that
14: Okay, so, Chick, what's the deal? Spud, what? Spud's thinking about adopting? Yeah! After listening to his reasoning, I'm kind of even less inclined to think that Spud should be responsible for a minor than before. What do you think?
6: He, he hates washing his own car. I thought maybe he'd, like, put him to work.
14: Well, here's my proposal. Mm -hmm. What if Spud adopted you? You know, for practice. I don't
6: want to wash his car. You you
14: already do it. So he'd be getting what he wants and no young, innocent life is destroyed.
6: Would he send me to college?
14: You'd probably have to negotiate that.
6: Hmm. Well, I'll have to talk to him about that.
14: Okay, well, while you think about it, we're going to play our first taste of music tonight. And we have the Jilly Rizzo. They will be appearing this Saturday night, the 22nd, at the historic Java Jive. Been there. We'll have uh, we'll hear all you ever do is talk about your kid, which will be Spud and you. And then we have the Japan droids with For the Love of Ivy.
1: the Spud Goodman post-show report.
14: Thank you to Sweet Kiss Mama because they stayed for this second hour and uh, they're going to hang out with us, maybe answer some questions. Super. They may defer to um, their attorney's advice and plead the fifth. And could you please reacquaint our audience with who you are?
9: I am Jeff. Aaron. Jeremy. Jimmy. Jimmy.
14: It's really nice to have you. Thank you for sticking around. I, I'm, I'm
6: sorry, but when someone says Jimmy, I always got to go, Roy! I'm sorry, can't help it. Uh, no.
14: <laughs> for those <laughs> of you under the age of, we won't say, that was a Mouseketeer, original Mouseketeer uh. reference. Thank you, Chick.
6: <sighs> Just memories.
3: Roy! <laughs> oh boy,
14: oh boy! So, I, I also would like to thank you because, as Spud mentioned earlier, we have that... Uh, southern rock guy that calls and bugs us so Mm -hmm. thank you for playing some legit southern flavored stuff pacific northwest but southern flavored rock thank you
9: we are from all the way down south in puyallup
14: um can i can i can i ask you on the down though? you recorded your album in nashville was this really a covert mission to bring pacific northwest sound to nashville Uh,
9: you know what's funny is we've got a few friends that moved down there to bring the Pacific Northwest sound and apparently they come back with twang in their voice all of a sudden they have like a southern drawl I'm like I, what what happened like how does that work apparently when you move into the national zip code you get assigned a, uh, a southern drawl so
14: you have to be stronger than that
9: I, I hope that we are
14: I'm counting on you no southern plaid allowed only Pacific Northwest like lager plaid okay
9: that's that's all we got that's okay. all we got <laughs> <laughs> What's that?
14: <laughs> can I ask you about the album please if a reckoning is really coming, am I personally at risk?
9: I think we all are.
14: Do we I mean, need? Really. Do we need attorneys?
9: I, this, the signs of the apocalypse are out there. I think so. An attorney's not going to help you unless they have a very large gun.
14: Do but you know okay. which apocalypse? Because I've kind of prepared differently for zombies versus like an earthquake.
9: I think it's all in one, right? Is there are there multiple apoco- apocaly? I think there's just a just apocalypse. one apocalypse. <laughs> Apocalyses. But
14: what flavor is it coming in? Strawberry. Okay, well, I am About definitely a... <laughs> not prepared for that. I'm definitely one of those casualties. You know, everybody thinks, like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. There's way too many people that are going to just be like... So, Bullets and
9: seeds. Yeah. That's the secret. Bullets and seeds. Okay. I want to know
6: how you were able to cover the romantic songs, and you're not even in identical leather suits.
9: Uh, we had to leave those at home. They're actually... Uh, they're, they're getting steam cleaned tonight at the house, oh, so okay. that's why they're not here. So next do time. They,
6: do they chafe?
9: A little bit, a little bit. The secret is talcum powder. A little, bit, a little bit of gold bond maybe down there and it takes care of business. Yeah, because it
4: sticks. It,
9: yeah, it sticks and it stinks. You got <laughs> two things in one. So
14: if you guys don't mind, we would love to hear some more music. Oh, from us? Yes.
9: <laughs> yeah. We you don't want to
14: hear it from us. I'd love to hear you, you guys
9: sing. How about you guys give us a rendition of something? It'll probably
14: huh? be from the Mickey Mouse Club original flavor. So you probably don't uh, want that.
9: M-O-U-S-E. Perfect. <S-E. S-E>. Perfect.
14: So what are you going to play for us?
9: Uh, this is off of our brand spanking new album released just over two weeks ago. Currently number seven roots rock album on via cdbaby.com. So if you want to find it, grab it there. A little ding, ding, ding. little, little ring for us. But this is called Breathe Rebel. <laughs>
13: Pulling her to the best side Nursing, watching for this man's I Yeah, he's gonna be a son of a gun I tell you, mama, didn't raise no fool Daddy never ran no from trouble that scandals round my way tonight Woo! happens again and again well, life too bad but I'm so bad at take good advice just be yourself and never compromise I said, that's all that I've ever learned I'll tell you, mama, get it ready to snow daddy never ran. Twice a man from the brim of his hat to the point on his boot, the whole world in the palm of his hand, but a big gold hole in his heart. Never knowing just what he needs, does a good woman or a bad girl start? You we better make some room for love. You're gonna. From falling down We'll even see it We're crumbling like the last dead leaf in the wintertime You best believe it you got to make some room for love Or else you're dirty Uncle Deezer He met his match in a roller skating queen. And a hooch she was known to her friends just as beautiful as she was mean. She said, Hey, ma'am, why don't you come over here so he went just as quick as you please? You're gonna do everything that I like, or you spend your whole life on your knees and run up and run up and Yeah! You, we better make some room for love. You're gonna need it when a whole wide world for the time. won't even see it. We're crumbling like the last in the infinite wintertime. You're best believing. You, we've got to make some room for love of a brush daddy uncle teaser
1: The Spud Goodman Post Show Report.
14: Oh my, my heart is all aflutter.
6: Don't you start that.
14: And I do believe I may be getting the vapors. (laughs) You guys were fantastic. And for our listening audience, someone may or may not have removed an article of clothing and thrown it on the floor. I'm just going to leave that out there for your imagination. I see it. Did you guys have a great time on the show tonight?
9: Hey, absolutely! Thank you for having us. It was it Thank was you.
14: great. You guys are really good. Sweet Thank
9: you. kiss, mama.
14: Sweet kiss, I mama. i don't want to say the name
9: again. That's all. And
14: I believe you'd like to tell us about an upcoming show.
9: Yeah, we've got a we've got a couple coming up. Uh, coming up uh, March 29th at Louis G's in Fife, we are playing for the uh, Ted Brown. Um, They're doing a fundraiser for uh, they give away free music to or free instruments to kids for uh, for their music program So we're we're playing that Uh, and then a big one up in Seattle on April 4th Friday April 4th. We are playing at the crocodile
14: That's really exciting. That's super cool. Congratulations. Thank you. And thank you again.
9: Yeah,
15: Derek Ivy, do
14: you have a clip for us sir? I do
15: have a clip for us and uh, I figured uh, this one is from the Steve Ranazissi interview. And I How do you pronounce
6: that? Steve what? Ranazissi. Ranazissi. Renizz, okay, yeah. Just Steve. go with
15: it. Anyway, with Mariner's season upon us, I decided to pluck this clip out of the interview. Let's roll it.
5: Um, hey, uh, what's, yeah. been, what's been your most memorable moment as a sports fan to this point? Because I, I know that's a big part of your life. In my life? Yeah. What 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 what? Is something that happened or in your lifetime that just jumps out of you still? that stays with you.
0: Uh, I was in college in nineteen ninety 1990, uh, nineteen ninety five and the it was the, the fall of ninety five and they're waving Griffey around when the when the oh. Seattle Mariners beat Yeah the Yankees in nineteen ninety five. It was my freshman year of college, and I remember sitting there and then just Griffey rounding third. Did that kill you? And hey. me just crumbling to oh yes. that killed me. <sighs> killed me and it propelled me into 96 with like that's when I was like we're not going to lose this world series. We should have lost that world series to the Yankees in 96. But I'm like there's no way we are because it it can't happen twice. They're waving Griffey around. So uh, I was uh, 95 was as, it's a tough moment but it's one that I'll always remember.
5: Well, us uh, up here, you know, we also remember that because that's the only highlight we've really had. And they replay that. Yeah. Like, like weekly. So anyway, no, all right. don't burst our bubble. Um,
14: so was that your biggest sports moment as well?
15: Uh, up until the uh, Seahawks Super Bowl victory this year, I'd say, yeah. <laughs> that that was, was pretty cool. That was the big one.
14: That Super Bowl victory for uh, of Seahawks was my favorite until in the interview, he said that he wanted his blind side when he was talking about an adopting, uh, adopting a kid. Six foot eight. Yes. And mm. that became my new favorite sports moment. <laughs> I just found that. Um,
6: Ivy, can you bite your toenails?
14: Uh... Whether or not I can.
1: You mean right now on the air?
6: Well, no, I didn't. I used to be able to do you that mean, all like the time, and now I I can't get down. Or there do anymore. I? Well. Either one.
14: I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that little era mystery going too. Gotta have an aura. All right. Okay, so right now we're gonna listen to a band from the state of Arkansas, The Airplanes. We'll hear Paper Hearts, and then we'll have Paranark from local favorite The Plastards, who will be playing tomorrow night at Magoo's Pub. Spud says go and it's free. You can't beat that on a Friday night.
1: Goodman Post Show Report with Ivy Quinn will return in just a moment. Welcome back to the Spud Goodman post show report.
14: Okay, now we are ready for the clip of the week.
15: I'm sorry about that. I mean, I just really needed to hear some accordion music right there.
14: I, I get you. You, you get gotta the have fever. it
15: when you feel it. Yeah. Yep. So uh, our clip of the week is uh, Mr. Wayne Lapierre, the NR- NRA chairman.
14: Hey, congratulations! You just went through puberty.
15: <laughs> Trying to make everybody wet their pants. So, oh let's boy, oh boy.
5: <laughs> huh?
10: Roll the clip. There is no greater freedom than the right to survive and protect our families with all the rifles, shotguns, and handguns we want. We know in the world that surrounds us, there are terrorists and there are home invaders, drug cartels, carjackers, knockout gamers and rapers and haters and campus killers, airport killers, shopping mall killers, and killers who scheme to destroy our country with massive storms of violence against our power grids, or vicious waves of chemicals or disease and campus haters, airport haters, and killers who scheme to destroy haters and killer killers, and there are home cartels and there are home rapers and airport haters, shopping mall haters, and killers who scheme to destroy our killers that could collapse our society that sustains us all. So, 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 I ask you, all of you here today, do you trust this government to protect you? No. We are on our own. That is a certainty.
14: Okay, I understand the right to bear arms is a very precious and important freedom we are guaranteed. In that vein, can someone explain to me how a gun is going to help me when a terrorist poisons our water source go?
15: We can shoot Um, the poisonous water. Uh, uh,
14: Do you shoot all water before you drink it? Merka. Of course. That's what I don't get is a lot of the things he's warning against, we don't have the opportunity to defend ourselves.
1: You could have a shot of whiskey. There's, I, there's and I shock. often do yeah.
14: but <laughs> I just don't know how he, he can live things. with
6: so much fear and Why does he share it?
14: So I ask you Uh-oh. In the words of Wayne LaPierre um, What about my right to survive All the jackholes running around Armed to the teeth That aren't the cleverest Or I don't know
6: it's, it's, Well it's all about the money I think
14: Well Yeah it, it, it is. Yeah, You're mean, correct. they, they got to
6: get membership in there, and they have to get everybody all wound up and everything. But yeah, I don't know how you can... You know. I,
14: I, I think I was being more rhetorical. Oh,
1: I, I'm going to have to admit, I am one of the mall haters.
14: So, are you scared of malls? Have malls threatened you? Do you not like going into malls?
1: It's all about the money.
14: Hey, it At must the be mall. the money.
1: Yeah. Okay. And
6: uh, don't, how much do they pay for membership in the NRA anyway? I mean... How much does this guy make? I think that's what they should do. Investigate how much money Wayne LaPierre is making.
14: Well, I think it's more the gun manufacturers and the ammunition manufacturers. Hey,
6: wait a minute. LaPierre, is he even American?
14: Uh, I wonder because he looks exactly like the Nazi who melts in Raiders of the Lost Ark.
6: Before or after?
14: Before or after he melts? I think it's in the process.
6: So... After he melted. Before or after he melted, I meant.
14: I understand. Uh... I think we're going to go back to the music.
6: He's a Frenchman, I think. Somewhat
14: secure, maybe not. First up, we have Irishman B.P. Fallon, who now resides in Austin, Texas. This song is Kill Me Till I Crawl from his band B.P. Fallon and the Bandits. And then we have Seattle-based band Radio Telescope with We Are Going Home.
16: When all is said and done There's nothing much to say or do It's amazing the clarity that comes from psychotic jealousy You're gone, over the fucking rainbow It's not as if you were really here at all So long, what if, kill me till I crawl So long, what if, kill me till I crawl Was I pulling out my fingernails? My head on the wall Was there ever a chance That somehow it would work out at all Or was it always hopeless Kill me till I crawl Kill me till I crawl Kill me till I crawl, till I crawl. How do I make you want to fuck my brains out, especially when I'm the best thing you ever had, or should I say, the best thing you never had, kill me. Nothing much to say or do. I was poised and I got poisoned. Was I pulling out my fingernails, banging my head on the wall? Was there ever a chance that somehow it would work out at all? Or was it always hopeless? Kill me till I. Till I crawl Sometimes it is what it is And sometimes it is what you make it Kill me till I crawl Kill me till I crawl Thrill me till I crawl Kiss me till I crawl
14: has another clip for us
15: that is also true i do uh this clip is from the andy kindler andy kindler interview i need to slow it down today i'm going full speed ahead
14: you're doing your best sweetie
15: oh thanks ivy anyway spud asked andy if uh right-wing humans are genetically blocked from being funny and let's roll the clip
5: Hey, uh, is it me or do conservative humorists outside of maybe PJ, PJ O'Rourke, have a genetic disadvantage in your business? Because I know Red on Red Eye on the Fox News Channel with Greg Gutfeld gives it his best shot, and there's always the morning crew on Fox and Friends that that give it their their best shot, but they they seem to be a little challenged. Is that my imagination? Well, there's only one person I, I like on
11: uh, on red. I love Andy Levy. He's like uh, hilarious. I don't the Gutfeld guy. I could. Yeah, I just that guy just really makes me ill. I have to be honest. But Andy Levy, who does like the halftime reports, is yeah. is, is funny in general. I don't think there are any right wing funny people because, and especially and even like PJ O'Rourke. I mean, I think he may have been funny in the old days, but when you see him on Mar, he's just a kind of like a belligerent, uh, cranky. Like, what's that? He's cranky. Yeah, Cranky's Cranky without any of the punch. See, the thing is, I think if you – your point of view has to be something that's either against something that needs to be spoken up against, but like when they try to do that half-hour right-wing hour thing, it's like nobody wants jokes about the people who have all the power. There's nothing really funny about uh, about, uh, going after the uh, ACLU or whatever the thing. You know, uh, whatever's funny, you should be able to comment on, and uh, sometimes I think that – all people, were all tend to be a little bit too ideological. So I think in a good environment, you could have more, you know, quote left and right things. But now with the Republicans being so crazy out of control to the right, which never was like in my life, I can't think of one person who's funny on the right, and that includes Dennis Miller. I mean, he is viciously on. Uh, he went to this right wing talk radio because I don't think he had anything funny left to say, or he was so angry that this was the only thing he could do, but I, I, I enjoy listening to his show on AM radio when I'm driving home at night because it's so
5: awful. Yeah, I mean, I guess it'd be tough to have a act, a 45 minute act on Acorn, Obamacare, and uh, <laughs> I, think, I, think those, I think that'd be about it. But anyway, all right. Um,
14: Let's get a consensus. Do people here with a voice vote generally agree that right wing people aren't that funny? I,
6: I, 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 I think you. Michelle Bachman's hilarious.
14: I don't mean that you're not, laughing not the at kind of them. Funny. You're laughing with them.
6: Oh, okay. Yeah. No, they're, they're, I think no they're going to,
15: I think they either covered this on last week's episode of Cosmos or it's coming up about how they just somehow evolved into this non funny gelatinous blob.
14: Neil deGrasse Tyson is the man. And if he can solve that for us, I think we'll all be um, satisfied at least. Um, I think we're going to go now to uh, musical. Peek back a few years. We're gonna listen to Green River cool. and, and Hanging Tree.
1: to the spud goodman post show report
6: i think this is the first chance i get to say ivy you have a call waiting and you should probably take it i don't think it's executive producer Lori. Ooh, she, she never listens to the second hour. i think she has a firewalking class at eight
14: more like fire breathing Ooh, ouch okay uh put it through am i too late is the contest over what contest there's a contest
6: i'd like to know and i love contests. can i play too
15: uh, I think the caller may have heard what I said to Chick. Um, I thought it was off the air, but I guess my mic must have still been on. You know when I bet him that I could beat him in a game of trivia about si- the Civil War? Hi,
6: if I were to finish watching that Lincoln movie, it would be competitive. I fell asleep thirty minutes into it. I'm pretty sure I know how it ended, though, okay?
15: Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah. But
6: like. I
12: don't want to play a Civil War trivia contest. Oh, okay. How about a topic more interesting, like something about Khloe Kardashian, or maybe Juan Pablo from The Bachelor? <laughs> Things your listeners might be into. Uh,
14: we don't really have prizes here to give away caller. All we have are Spud Goodman show t-shirts and that's why we don't do contests on the Super. show. Super. What do the t-shirts look like?
12: Are they cute or what? Uh,
15: I guess that kind of depends on how you define cute. Spud's mug is uh on the front of it. Not too much t- Demand for them. Uh, we still have must what is it, a couple hundred can, lying can, around in the warehouse? Yeah, do
6: you think you could find me a new one? I got this big stain on my last one. It's tough to get grape Kool-Aid off. Super. Now, now blue. It's better than purple, I guess, but I could use a new one.
14: Hey, maybe we could discuss contests and prizes off the air at our next staff meeting. We have Caller, Thank you for checking in with us and supporting the show.
15: Wait, we have meetings? I don't
12: listen to this show. I thought I clicked on a high school reunion website. How we ended up at this place, I have no clue. So no contest, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. No.
14: Bye. Wow. Okay, well, I smell hoops in the air right now. It's March Madness. How about we play a cut from the Blue Scholars titled Slick Watts?
15: Seriously, meetings, we have those?
17: You know ID, ID, a You know I be, I be in a No, I
2: In Bellevue, Belltown, Waterfront, Pioneer Square, yes sir, Atlantic, Main, Minor, yes sir, let's ride, let's shy, Broadway, Pike Place, now make it to the beach, Rainier, right Cascade, Wallingford, Fremont, Uptown, Downtown, Delridge, High Point, Highland Park, Georgetown, White Center, Roosevelt, Point, Finney, Northgate, South Park, Columbia City. So what you saying, man? What you claiming? Folks, leaving got other folks coming. Somebody had to go and say something because you
17: know, ID, ID, and a and and a and yeah. yeah. you, you know, ID, and a and and yeah. a and yeah. You ID, ID, and a and and a and You know, ID,
2: and and Vinny Askew, Lenny Wilkins. Well, Gus Williams, Dale Ellis, Slick Watts, Ray Allen, Sam Perkins, Mm -hmm. Downtown, Freddie Brown, Ricky Pierce, John Dennison, Eddie Johnson, Johnson, Johnson. Nate McMillan, Xavier McDaniel, Durant, Brant Berry, Shrimp, even Steve. Sheffler, Jeff. Frank Rakowski, Lonnie Shelton, yeah. Spencer Haywood, hey. Jack Sigma, yeah. No McIlvain, Main, Greg Kelser, no Dana Barrows, Tom Chambers, uh-huh. Sean Kemp, and the great Gary Payton. Mm-hmm. So what you playing then? They mm-hmm. got some folks leaving, got other folks coming. Somebody had to go and say something. Because you
17: know ID, ID, and the DNA now id I, in a D in a SEA You, you know I-B-I-B in a D in a sound I-B-I-B in a D in a SEA You, you know id
1: Once again, here is your host, Ivy Quinn.
14: And your host is saying thank you and good night, Derek.
1: Good night, everyone. David. Good night.
14: On one. Hey! And Chick Hunter, thank isn't, you. Isn't
6: pinata a funny word?
14: Good night, Chick. Uh-huh. So we're going to close out tonight's show with Spud's favorite Northwest band of all time. Here are the Sonics with He's Waiting.
4: Somebody knows.
1: Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Executive Producer, Lori Madsen. Audio Engineer, On One at the Facilities of NWCZ Radio. Audio Highlights, Derek Schneider. Our interns are Joseph Haley, Digital Operations, and Nevin Smith, In Studio Production. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Be sure to tune in next week at this time for another adventure in broadcast forensics on the Spud Goodman Post Show Report.